Hey, I'm Emily McCafferty, and you are listening to the Made to Be Mama podcast. I'm a photographer and mom of two who thrives on meaningful conversation. I'm here to share my experiences from marriage, infertility, and parenting to finding a life with balance and everything in between. So let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I can't believe that this is episode, I think it's episode eight. No, it's episode nine. Um, yeah, I actually, so it's funny because I, I'm feeling really good about my podcast now. Obviously, at first I like was like, am I just like doing, like, why am I doing this? Um, like, obviously I love doing it, but it's, you know, I'm sure there are people out there that are, like, judging me, which, like, who gives a shit, but, like, every once in a while, I'm like, is this dumb? Should I not be doing this? I don't know. Um, I actually heard, like, when I was doing research before I started the podcast, um, I heard someone say, they were like, everyone wants to start a podcast, and then they can't seem to make it past episode seven. I don't know what it was about episode seven that like I remember that week I was like having a really busy week with the kids and just like life and work and stuff and I was like oh my god like I'm getting to episode seven and I'm not gonna make it like blah 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 I think that was the week that I did my Q&A with Bryce which was a lot of fun but it ended up like we found a perfect time to record it and like it was like a piece of cake but like I don't know so I'm just I'm happy that I am still feeling like really excited about like different topics that I want to talk about and I feel like things come up week to week like I remember feeling like what am I going to do if I like run out of ideas but I feel like with kids and like just like motherhood in general and like all of the things that I'm really passionate about I feel like I will literally never run out of anything to talk about. I also am just a chatty person so um yeah, I don't know. I just started this episode off with like a little tangent, but um, yeah, so this is episode nine and today I'm going to talk about my one year, well, almost one year of breastfeeding um, my daughter, Nora. Um, I breastfed my son, Bryson, for a year. I think he was a little over a year. I think it was like 14, 15 months, something like that. Um, and he kind of like self-weaned a little bit and I just, I don't know, I was, like, not in a super hurry to stop, but also, like, was, you know, once it gets to the one-year mark, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm, like, ready to have my body back, but um, with Nora, I feel like it was, I've struggled a lot this year um, with everything. Like, I I feel like, I I know I've talked about this before, but I had a, like, my birth with Bryce was, you know... I was medicated, I had interventions, like it was a shit short, it was a shit storm, and, um, which made the start of our breastfeeding journey really difficult. Um, I feel like I, with him, I worked really hard for like the first, like, three, well, I'd say like, by like six months, everything was like gravy, and, I actually had him on a nipple shield to start, so I, it was recommended to me to pump a lot in addition to using the nipple shield because the nipple shield prevents you from getting like the um, 
the same level of stimulation that like just plain old breastfeeding does. So I pumped a ton, which made my body create like an excessive amount of milk, which created an oversupply, which like sounds like a dream to a lot of people, but like I dealt with a lot of clogs and I had mastitis like two times I think something like that um so it was kind of it was yeah it was a lot and like I had to keep up with the pumping in order to like empty so that I didn't get clogs and mastitis and so it was like a lot to keep up with and whatever so like it was different and it was difficult in different ways than with Nora I feel like we I dealt with like everything you could imagine mastitis latch issues pumping a ton oversupply undersupply like I kind of like went on this roller coaster with Bryce in the beginning which I feel like a lot of people like especially a first-time mom having never done it before it's like a learning curve for both you and baby to kind of like get through those first like I'd say like three months is probably like the first three months is probably the hardest from like three to six months things start to get easier and then after six months I feel like it's pretty smooth sailing from there. I'm not going to say it's like, you know, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, because it's not. But um, it also depends on like your lifestyle too, because when I had Bryce, I was bartending. So I wasn't like away. Like I, I took, I think three months off. Then I went back to bartending, but I was like home with him all day during the day. So it was only like for a little while at night that I was away from him. Um, and I wasn't working that much. Like I was only working a couple days a week. Um, so the amount of time that I was away from him and the times that I had to pump, it wasn't like as big of a deal. Whereas with Nora, I went back to work full time. I was working, you know, whatever, eight hour, nine hour days plus commuting and all of that. So it's like you, you think about all that time, all those hours you are away from that I was away from her. That's I mean, that's a common schedule for a lot of working parents is, you know, nine to five or whatever it is. Um, and being away every day for like, you know, eight to nine hours, sometimes 10, depending on your commute. Um, I noticed that that was when I started to struggle with Bryce a little bit was like when I, cause I, I think when he was like six months old or seven months old, I got my first full-time job and I was working like 50 minutes away from where we lived. So I was driving you know, two hours every day plus an eight hour work day. So it was like 10 hours that I was away from him. It was, you know, difficult. Um, I feel like with him, my supply was like regulated at that point that like it wasn't as bad. But with Nora, it was definitely like I went back to work. Like I think with her when it started, so like, all right, let me back up a little bit. So when I had Bryce, he came because I, you know, had interventions and all of that. He came out really sleepy and like slept his first day of life. So he like didn't latch right away. I was like trying to get him to breastfeed. And I remember the nurses and the doctors being like, oh, like, don't, don't like force him to eat right now. Like, don't, don't worry about it right now. And I'm like, but isn't that what we want? Like we want like latching right away, like skin to skin, like all of that to like support the breastfeeding journey like I I was like very confused by that I was kind of like okay this is not what I like read about or heard about or whatever so we waited all day like 24 literally like 24 hours and then he finally like woke up and was like hey I'm ready to eat whatever so 
we like it just started off super rocky then he like cluster fed all day and all night I was like up for like my whole life that like the whole time I was in the hospital just literally breastfeeding him and um yeah so it just kind of like started off on a bad foot he wasn't like great at latching whatever um we did the nipple shield we had like lactation come in I was supplementing with formula whatever um not off to like the most perfect start but whatever then I remember like we went home and we like had formulas back up but like I don't know I and I I remember vividly the night that my milk came in I think it was like we it was maybe our first night home because we were in the hospital for like a couple more we were in the hospital for like two or like three maybe four days because he his bilirubin level levels were not where they wanted them to be and they actually almost kept him overnight to like go under the lights or whatever so um but they didn't it was fine so um so then we went home and I like vividly remember like it was like two in the morning and I get up to nurse Bryce and I'm like shaking and I'm like cold and I'm just like what is happening like what like I didn't know if it was like a hormonal thing like I just had no idea what was going on and I remember like waking up Bryce at Brennan and I was like I can't do whatever like I I can't be up with him and like be alone what I need your help so he got up and we actually like fed him like one of those ready-made formula bottles and I was just like on the floor like literally convulsing like what is happening and I learned later on that that was probably when my milk came in um because it was just like a huge hormonal shift in my body like trying to like make the milk whatever so um I remember that night I felt like a failure I was like oh my god I like I can't feed him like I'm not good enough I'm not making enough whatever so the next morning I remember waking up and I was like so bummed out and I was like all right I failed like we're not gonna breastfeed whatever and I was like texting one of my friends and she was like no it was just a bad night like definitely try again like don't don't give up hope whatever so I was like okay so I like we got back on the horse I you know whatever we had we ended up having a great day that day and um you know I just kind of kept on trying and I think it was the same friend she recommended New England Mothers First which they actually like come to your house and do the weighed feedings there they help with lactation consult oh my god lactation support and they do like the the consultation like all at your house so you don't even have to go anywhere you just make an appointment they come to you whatever it was great um so yeah, it was, um, it was definitely really trying and really difficult. Um, but by like two months, I think we were like on a, we had a pretty good rhythm going, which like two months is a long time, um, to be like, you know, up all night and trying to like work through some kinks. But, um, yeah, so with him, it was kind of like really difficult at first and then it got better later on and it was like pretty okay and by the time he was like nine months old he was like his first meal was Thanksgiving dinner and after that he was like obsessed with food like I don't if 
anyone who knows Bryce knows that he was an absolute meatball when he was a baby. He was so round and like he didn't miss a meal. Like he was, he was a chunk. So yeah, so he was like all good, whatever. And then, so then I had Nora and like I talked about, you know, in a couple episodes back, um, with her, I had a natural birth, which I loved that it worked out in the sense that, um, she came out really alert and ready to eat and like latched on right away. It was like, she was like a pro, like the second she came out, it was like latch on ready to go. So I was like, Oh my God, this is like amazing. Like I never expected this cause that's not how it went the first time, whatever. So, um, it was great. However, I like, it was ex- extremely painful. Like her latch was strong and like she could, like her suction was just like, I was like, okay, this is like agonizing. So I met with the lactation consultant and they were like, yeah, we're going to send over some nipple cream to like the pharmacy across the street. This should help and will help kind of like adjust her latch so that it's not so painful. So, um, yeah, we did that and I, I had a couple clinical visits, um, and it was really helpful and everything. And honestly, I feel like we did pretty okay for the first couple of months. And like, so like, you know, we had our hiccups where it was like, you know, she's growing and, and even her doctor was like, I hate their pediatrician. I really do. And I'm so glad we just got a different insurance. So we're going to be switching. And I'm honestly just so relieved because I really just do not like her at all. I feel like she's always looking for a problem. She always has weird things that she's worried about, but then I'll like bring something that I'm concerned about to her attention because, you know, I'm with them every day (laughs) and she just like brushes it off and she's like, no, I think that's fine, whatever. But then like random things she'll like, I don't know, whatever. Um, And the funny thing about like she always comments on how like small Nora is, but like doesn't account for the fact that A, she's a girl because she's like talk, she compares like her and Bryce and I'm like, okay, but he's male, she's female. Like, are we going to, you know, consider that? Or like she gained, you know, whatever it was, five pounds in like a course of a couple of weeks And it's like, you don't gain that much, like it's not sustainable to gain that weight. So she's like looking at the chart and she's like, well, see here, she like, you know, gained a ton of weight at first and then it just tapers off. And I'm like, yeah, isn't that like what is supposed to happen? I don't know. So I'm not a doctor, but like sometimes just some of the things she says, I'm just like, okay, like, I don't know. In one breath, she's like, this is an issue. And then in another breath, she's like, but it could be because of this. So like, I don't know if I'm really that concerned. And I'm like, are you concerned or are you not concerned? Because I personally am not concerned. I think if she was starving, I would know because she's like, she would sleep. She still sleeps like 13 hours at night. Like she, she wakes, the girl goes to bed at seven or seven 30 and doesn't wake up until eight 30 in the morning. Like she is good. She is well fed and like happy as can be. And like, she's not like wailing because she's hungry. Like she is fine. And she's always been that way. Like she's never been a baby that's like, I'm starving. And I've even tried to feed her like when she was still in daycare, 
and I was sending milk to, to daycare, I would be like, maybe try giving her like six ounce bottles and she would not drink them. Like she would only, she would stop at four ounces every time. So I'm wasting ounces of milk because my doctor is like putting ideas in my head that like she's too small and she's not eating enough and I'm starving her. So I'm like, should I feed her more? Like, and I've tried it a couple times and like there were, there were times that she took it, but it was like during a period of time where she was like growing. So she's like cluster feeding anyways and like whatever. But like nine times out of 10, she would not drink in it and it was a waste. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. So yeah, so we started off pretty good and like, I don't know, I kind of just like ignored her pediatrician because I felt like she just was being weird and like overreacting. Um, and I just also think it's weird that they like obsess over these, like, cause everyone thought that Bryce was like too big. Like they were like, he's ginormous. Like they measure his head twice because it was gigantic and like whatever. They were like, he's huge. And he was literally in like two T clothes when he was like nine months old or like a year, like whatever. He was gigantic. So like I had a baby that was like, wow, he's huge. Like 99th percentile for everything and now I have like she's in the 53rd percentile like she's not tiny she's not like she doesn't look malnourished she looks fine like I don't know I just feel like it's weird that they have these like charts that are like based off of like one kind of person (laughs) I'm like okay so this is based off of like one like just girls like all girls should be this size or look like this or like whatever and I'm like I just don't buy that like every body type is different every person is different like to have a chart that you're like they should be you know here on the chart it's kind of odd to me but anyway so um yeah so we like started off like on a pretty good foot you know had a few hiccups here and there, but overall pretty good. But then I went back to work and my supply just like absolutely plummeted. And I don't know if it was like, I was really stressed out, like if it was the stress or if it was being away from Nora for so long or whatever it was, but like I, um, I don't know, like it was myself, it was okay, but it wasn't like, Like with Bryce, I was like, you know, creating an excess amount of milk. So I had extra in case like I spilled a a bag or, you know, something leaked or if, you know, she was extra hungry or whatever it was. Um, But with Nora, I was like, I was kind of just like scraping by making just enough, whatever, which was fine at first. But then it got to a point where like, I, I don't know, it was just, I could tell that I was like not making enough, but like when she'd eat on the weekends, she was fine. So, um, it was more just like my pumping output was like not, not really cutting it. Like it was kind of just like either just enough or a little bit under, which kind of like freaked me out a little bit. Cause I was like, how am I? And as everyone knows, there's a formula shortage right now. So like it was, and at that time it was even worse because it was like the start of the formula shortage. So I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? How am I going to feed my baby? Like, I don't know, the whole thing just, like, freaked me out. And and so that was kind of, like, something that I dealt with. And then when she was, like, nine months old, I stopped working and, um, well, stopped working at a day job. I'm just, I am a photographer at this point, and I edit and do shoots at night and, like, take care of all the business stuff, like, after everybody goes to bed. 
uh, and on the weekend. So I'm not working during the day. I'm not away from her. So at that point, like things kind of got easier. However, I started dealing with like, oh, I got my period back. That was, that was the fun part. I got my period at nine months postpartum, which is actually really funny because the same, I, it was the same exact time frame when I had Bryce. It was nine months on the dot, like got my period. So the second I got my period, I turned into this like raging bitch. I was just, I am like, I'm still kind of like coming down from that, but like the level of hormones that I was dealing with was just like next level. And yeah, it was just not, it was not good. Um, not good for my marriage, not good for, you know, relationships, friendships, anything. I was just like a fucking crazy person and I like couldn't deal with myself. And so at that point I like knew that like once we hit like 11 months that I needed to start kind of like really reeling it in because I was like, I can't go any further than a year with this because it's going to like, it's just too hard on me. It was too hard on my body, too hard on my hormones. Like it was just too much. And like, there were a lot of things that I feel like this time, like I remember feeling this way after I had Bryce. And like, once I made it to that one year mark, I remember thinking to myself, wow, I really sacrificed my sanity, my sleep, like all, like so much of my time. And like, I'm happy to do that for my kids. Always. I, always put their needs first but it gets to a point sometimes where you think about it and you're like does this still allow me to be a good mom like am I sacrificing too much to the point where I am not even able to function as the mom that I am and want to be because I'm such a psychopath from lack of sleep or you know hormonal shifts or whatever it is Am I able to be a good wife, which like allows, like it, I feel like everything ties together, like being able to like be a good wife, be a good mother, be a good like sister, like it all ties back to like the rest of your life. So it's like all of those pieces and all of those layers really need to like work together and like be cohesive for you to like, I feel like function in everyday life and like it all ends up going back to your kids regardless like it because if you have issues with like if you're having issues with your husband with your sister with your mother with your brother with your you know boss with like it all ends up coming out when you're a parent if that makes any sense so I feel like overall I mean I don't know looking back I hope that I did a good job, but some, there were times where I like look back and I'm like, I just feel like I, I would have felt a lot better had I not been breastfeeding, which like, I don't know. It's like I coped with it and I dealt with it and I did what I had to do, but like I really and truly do not blame a single person who doesn't choose that path and decides that, hey, this is not working for me mentally. Like I, in order for me to be a good mom or you know, wife, sister, whatever, I need to not be doing this. And I fully respect that and feel like that's just as, 
you know, hard of a decision as it is to continue breastfeeding. Like, it's just being faced with a decision like that is not an easy one. And I feel like in society, like, there's a huge pressure that, like, you're a mother, this is your job, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And, like, yes, it's, like, the most natural form of, like, feeding your child. And it's, you know, it's great. It's got all sorts of good stuff in it. Like, your breast milk is gold. And that's all great. But I also think, you know, there's something to be said about, like, mother's mental health and, you know, what kind of pressure it's putting on us. It's just sometimes I look back and I'm like, was it worth my sanity? Like, I feel like I sacrificed a lot of my sanity both times. I mean, even when Nora was a newborn, like, yes, the breastfeeding part, like, I had enough milk. She was feeding on demand, so, like, I always knew that she was fed until I went back to work and then, you know, things got a little, a little hairy there. But for the most part, like that aspect of it was fine. However, like being nap trapped in a nursery when you have a four-year-old, like roaming around the house, doing God knows what, getting into whatever he feels like is also like, it provokes anxiety and he would bust into her room all the time. I would like be nursing her to sleep. We'd be having a horrible day. Like, you know, those days when you're like literally trapped under a newborn all day long, you, it's so hard to do that when you have other children to take care of and you're like trying to so hard to like get the baby to sleep and like not be attached to you, but it's impossible. And then you're, your other kids come looking for you and they're like busting into the room waking the baby up they're hungry they need food like it just there are things that like it gets to a point where you're like I can't be two people I can't do both like and so sometimes I remember feeling like I couldn't be split in half anymore like it just I would get to a point where it was like holy shit and then like you know you're doing that all day and you're like this frantic mess and then at night, you're, like, nursing them in the middle of the night, which I'm very fortunate because, like, for the most part, Nora was a great sleeper, and I honestly don't feel like I fed her a whole lot during the middle of the night. Like, it was maybe one to two times max, whereas Bryce, I remember, he was he was in my bed just eating all night long, like, just nursing all night long. It was unreal. Like, I it was why I co-slept. I feel like there was a ton of people who judged me for co-sleeping with him, but I had no other choice, but like, I was like, I don't know what else I'm going to do because I'm going to die if I don't sleep. And it wasn't great sleep. It was me with my arms in the air and my boobs out of my shirt and I was leaking milk everywhere and it was so uncomfortable. Like I, it was the worst, but I, yeah, I don't know. I was 23, didn't really know what I was doing it was a struggle. So I was really lucky this time. Like that part was, you know, really nice that she was like a good sleeper. Like she was sleeping probably like six hour stretches at like four weeks old, five weeks old, something like that. Like she was really, really good. And I mean, she had her bad nights. She had her growth spurts. Her teeth have been like, she has like a mouthful of teeth. And anytime she's gotten a tooth, it's been kind of a disaster. But nine times out of 10, she is like a pretty good sleeper and always has been. So I was lucky in that sense because I honestly don't think I would have survived this year. Have that, has that, I'm like really stumbling on my words today. 
had that not been the case um so yeah um but yeah overall I mean it was just like it I feel like (laughs) I don't know anyone that's like oh I just like breastfed and it was so fucking easy and simple and like not a big deal at all like yes as you have more kids it definitely like you know the tricks you know what you're doing it's less of a learning curve for you but it's still hard like I don't think that it ever is like you know piece of cake easy breezy like no big deal I really don't so to anyone that is like in a place that's like I feel bad that I stopped breastfeeding or I feel bad because I want to quit or I only made it you know quote unquote unquote, only made it x amount of months you made it to however many months like that is an incredible feat honestly any amount of time that you spend dedicating yourself and your body and like your sanity and your sleep to feeding your child is an accomplishment and you should celebrate it because you know even if I only made it three months or six months or whatever it's like it is a fucking struggle and it is the heart one of the hardest things that you will ever do in your life I think in my opinion like really 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 hard like the pumping and the middle of the night feeds and like just the tracking of like how much they're drinking and like when they're eating and like nobody else does that but you you're you're literally like keeping tabs on every little tiny aspect of the whole thing it's a lot of fucking work and it's really hard and you should give yourself a round of applause so I'm sure there are things that I've missed (laughs) this year has been insane if there's one thing that I know though I mean I'm a photographer so I'm obviously a believer in you know capturing every possible milestone that you could think of but I I did breastfeeding pictures both times with both kids and I'm going to make one nice little photo album with all of the pictures because I really, like, it was, this job was, it was so hard, but it was, like, the best bond and the best job I've ever had aside from being, you know, borderline insane. And I'm so, so proud of it because I know how hard it is. So it's, like, I'm grateful that I was able to do it and proud of myself as much as I wanted to, you know, not do it so many times. I, you know, I think that if you are breastfeeding at all, if you do it for three months, like have a photo shoot when you know you're going to start, you know, maybe not breastfeeding anymore or get some like jewelry made. There's a a girl I follow on Instagram. She's a doula. Her name is Smay. I'm going to pull up. I think it's called honoring her page is honoring motherhood and she makes beautiful jewelry. I have a bag in my freezer that's like reserved for um for when I I think I'm going to do it in a couple of months. Um cuz they are a little bit pricey, but I definitely like want that as like a little memorabilia. So <sighs> whatever you do, just be proud of yourself and know that it is an extremely um difficult but rewarding accomplishment um so yeah that's all I have to say about that um this year has been wild and I can't even believe that Nora is almost she's gonna be a year old next Monday and it literally makes me kind of (laughs) sick 
but I, yeah, I'm, like, sad she's not going to be a baby anymore. She'll, she'll always be my baby, but, like, an actual baby baby. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's all I have for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Made to Be Mama podcast episode. If you like this episode, be sure to write, rate, and review, and tune in every Friday for a brand new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see you guys next time.